Welcome to Step Struggles. I'm your host, Brooke, and I'll be discussing common issues we face in blended families. All too often, step parents feel alone while navigating the tough times. My goal is to shine a light on these topics and perhaps provide a fresh perspective to those who are needing one. Let's discuss this week's struggle. Happy Friday. I am here this week with one of my favorites from the UK, Ellie. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Good. We're going to talk a little bit about you and your experience as a stepmom and how you're doing and where you've come from. So why don't you just start off with what your situation is, how many stepkids, how long, all that. Sure. So um, firstly, thanks for having me on. This is very cool. I've been listening to the podcast for ages. So um, so yeah, I met my now husband in lockdown, actually. So like July 2020 online. And we moved pretty quickly. We were literally married like a year later. Um, so I met the kids quite soon after. I think I met them about four months in because we had a second lockdown coming. And um, he told me right from the beginning that he had two boys. Um, so I always knew they were part of the picture and yeah, um, I met them and we got on and we've never had an issue with the kids. We've always had a really, really good relationship. Um, and yeah, so I've been with him nearly three years now, I guess. So not very long. Everything moved very fast, but yeah. Well, it's long enough. It's long enough to get a handle on (laughs) what's, what the deal is. Um, okay. So how did you meet the kids and how did all that go? So initially, um, it was a case of she had uh, his ex-wife had asked him to obviously let her know before introducing them to someone else, which is cool. Um, and I think there was kind of like a talk around make sure it's serious, you know, so that the kids aren't sort of introduced to lots of people, which again, absolutely mm-hmm. fine. So the plan was to do it after six months, but because this lockdown happened in November we didn't know how long it was going to go on for. And at that stage, it was like, well, it's either risk not seeing you for months on end or move in with you. And so because I was moving in with him, it brought moving the kids forward and she was fine with it. So she was like, yep, cool. And I met them at his flat. He picked them up after school one weekend. Um, He has them every other weekend and around half of school holidays. Um, And yeah, they came in, bounding in, and they were kind of shy at first, but it went really well, like, right from day one. I was quite surprised because he had a four-year-old at the time and a, would have been eight years old at the time, both boys. And um, I'm normally good with little kids, and weirdly, the little one's been a tougher nut to crack. (laughs) So, but me (laughs) and his eldest have got on like a house on fire from day one. So yeah, it was, never had an issue with the kids. They've always been so welcoming and so lovely. Um, So yeah, it went really well, actually. That's great. Were you nervous? Massively, because I, I had made, I'd made a decision in my early 30s. So bearing in mind, I'm meeting them when I'm 41. I've made a decision in my early 30s that I didn't want kids. Like I've been single for quite a long time. I was very much the independent lady. I had my own flat. I had my cats. I have very happily a crazy cat lady. Um, I was <laughs> you know, I was really genuinely enjoying being single for the first time in my life after some really rubbish relationships. So it was nice getting my independence back, just, you know, doing what I wanted to do when I wanted to do it. And I made that decision quite early that I, not for any other reason than I just liked my life the way it was. So I just kind of stopped. I desperately wanted kids in my twenties and for some reason it just switched off. So I love other people's kids, (laughs) but I'd made that decision. So I was worried when I met his kids that 
I don't know, it would be more difficult because of that, because they didn't feel very maternal. And at that point, I was so wet behind the ears. I had no idea what was coming. So I didn't know what my involvement should be, what my role should be. I didn't know how to place myself. I'd never dated anyone with kids. So for me, it was just all kind of take it as it comes and mm-hmm. we kind of rolled with it as things came we just kind of did it that way so I was massively nervous but the kids kind of made it really easy they were they were just really lovely about it so it was okay <laughs> that's good and how so as somebody who never wanted kids because I was the opposite or not never but had decided that you weren't going to have kids how did you adjust to having kids around because for me when and I always like was around kids always wanted kids worked with kids but when they were first in the house I remember just thinking this is chaos like they're just running and they're running around upstairs and I felt like they were gonna fall through the roof and you know I was like whoa like this is a lot more stressful than I thought it would be yeah it's definitely it's definitely when you're you live by yourself and you're used to kind of quiet and order and everything being where you left it and I'm also which doesn't help when kids are around I'm also like a massive neat and tidy freak clean freak like not to sort of you know worrying levels or anything but I am definitely like that person I like everything in its place so obviously when kids are involved that just goes out the window and when you've been so used to kind of living in that bubble by yourself that that was a big shock not in a negative way but it was Mm. just a big culture shock it was just a bit like oh, there's so much noise and there's there's so much stuff going on. And it was just like a sensory overload almost. And they were quite mm. young and they're boisterous, they're boys, they get on, they, they play fight. They, you know, it's just, I think the biggest thing for me was adjusting to the constant mental switch on because, you know, when you're on your own, you don't have to worry about anyone but yourself. But when suddenly there's two kids there, you're subconsciously always mentally turned on so that you're like Mm -hmm. aware of what's going on the whole time and you don't realize till they leave again how exhausting that is yeah but yeah so it it was hard to again hard seems like a negative term it was an adjustment to Mm -hmm. sort of just sort of having that aspect in my life having that kind of situation be around when I never expected it to happen but it was a nice one it was nice to have the chaos sometimes it was nice to you know see them rolling around and you know enjoying what was going on and just being kids and so actually you know it, it was surprisingly easy to get used to but there were obviously elements of it that are that are always difficult but yeah it was it was okay it was just a bit of a culture shock at the beginning yeah yeah, it takes some time to start getting used to. And how often do you guys have them? So we have them every other weekend. Um, my husband picks them up from school Fridays and we take them back Sunday evening. And um, we have them for half or just over half of school holidays. So that kind of varies each year. At the minute, it's on a flexible kind of discussed at the time arrangement. Um, we don't have a quarter or anything like that. Um, but yeah, so it works out kind of, I think we worked out that it it's kind of like 25 75 at the minute because we live a couple of hours away well an hour and 40 away from them mm-hmm. um so they are with their mum most of the time yeah um, but yes that's what, that's what we have them at the moment and how does that work the picking them up and dropping them off does your husband do it do they share yeah no he's always done it <laughs> right for, yeah. from day one he doesn't really mind he absolutely one of his favorite places to be is in the car he loves driving so Mm -hmm. actually he doesn't really mind so he will 
like his work is halfway between the kids and our home so he'll just pick them up from work on a Friday and then just drop them back on Sunday and it's kind of nice as well because um his parents my husband's parents um and his grandma live quite close to where the kids live so we can kind of get a family visit on the way back so the oh kids nice grandparents which is it works quite well because it means they get to regularly see that set of grandparents and their great grandma so it kind nice. of works yeah yeah that's good and so tell me what you found the most surprising about being a stepmom. Um, okay, so I think I listen to a lot of podcasts and I have been obviously having coaching with you, um, which has been incredibly helpful. There was a line that you once told me um, that has stuck as being one of the biggest things that I found surprising is just... I guess it's just the way that stepmoms are treated um Mm -hmm. I have I can I never fail to kind of get my head around the fact that if a stepdad comes in it's all very much like oh well done you taking on these kids that aren't yours and helping this mom to raise them aren't you a hero and when it's stepmoms it's like get in your lane they're not your kids don't get involved keep your nose out it's mom and dad's job and it's it was really difficult because people say you know what you're getting into and it's like yeah I knew I was marrying a man with kids didn't know what was going to come with that and it was I don't like confrontation I don't like it when people don't like me and so I found the that element of it I found surprising because I kind of walked in there very stupidly thinking oh look at him I'll be friends with his ex we'll all have a lovely lovely situation mm-hmm. where we're just one big happy family <laughs> but no um so I found it quite surprising the amount of conflict that was involved I didn't expect mm-hmm. that again naively I didn't you know I had a lot of support I definitely was in sort of stepmom support groups right from the beginning just to sort of get an idea of what I was to expect or you know how things were going to go those things will scare you off though so I would never advise anyone do it after do it after (laughs) Um, yeah because actually I've said this before like you know compared to some of the stuff I see like we've had it like (laughs) Um, Mm -hmm. but yeah and it was kind of surprising how I don't know the, the dynamics you know you kind of start to understand how difficult this can be for the kids like I suppose from the outside when before I was a stepmom you kind of just go oh well the parents are split up and the kids go between houses okay sure mm-hmm. but you don't realize till you're in it how hard that is for them and actually mm-hmm. how much of an impact that can have on them and how much of an impact people's words can have on them mm-hmm. that they just soak up without almost even hearing it and it's been it's been difficult at times so I guess that bit was surprising um, and it's brought in, its, in itself, it's brought loads of challenges, which have, you know, had to have been overcome or just learned to live with. Um, so, mm-hmm. yeah, there's been there's been a lot of things that have come up along the way. I mean, we are definitely in a much better situation now than we were like a couple of years back. I think mm-hmm. things have settled. People have got used to people and the way things are. And, you know, we've had other things that have come up that we've had to deal with anyway. So it's the whole situation is surprising because you think you're going into one thing where you're just going to be, I don't know, the fun aunt to these kids. I never wanted to be their mum ever. I never went in there with the intention of becoming a mother, being their mother, replacing their mother at all. I mean, even from the word go, I wasn't doing things like bottom wiping, bedtime stories, bath time. This was all dad. Mm -hmm. I supported him in the stuff he did. And I waited till the kids came to me in their own time and said, Oh, can you do this with me? I never, jumped in I don't know if you saw did you see um I can't remember what it was for Disney did um a, a 
advert with a stepdad. Oh. Uh, oh, I need to send you this if you haven't seen it. It was incredible. It was about a dad coming into a family with a mum and her kids. So the stepdad comes in mm-hmm. and the whole thing is how he adjusts and how he brings himself into their family. And it just shows at the beginning the way mom would be doing bedtime stories and he would just be stood at the doorway and she'd come in and he'd be like, no, 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 I'm just going to watch. And he would just really slowly kind of wait till the kids came. And it was, uh, it made me cry. I mm-hmm. will send you the link. But oh, I it, love was, that. it was like that. And suddenly Disney are helping to promote this like step parent thing, which is amazing. But yeah, it's, it was very much kind of let the kids do it in their own time. And I think as long as you have the support that you need, and as long as you just feel your way sensitively, think about everyone's feelings. I've learned very quickly to be more empathetic, like try and see where other people are coming from. Don't always assume that everything the kids come back to you with is the truth. Like, you know, mm-hmm. kids can be manipulative, they can work situations. So it's mm-hmm. been a massive learning curve with, because I've never had my own kids. You know, obviously my husband and their mom have been there from day one they know these kids I've come in quite later on so it was getting to know them as well but kind of moving into a family unit where you're trying to find your place as effectively the outsider with no kind of well it's not really a warm welcome from everyone is it so no it was definitely challenging and frustrating and it definitely impacted my mental health to start with but I think having sort of resources such as podcasts and, and online groups and step family coaching which has been incredible I didn't know if that was a thing like mm-hmm. but it just it's mindset changing so mm-hmm. all of the surprises that have come with being a stepmom have been surprises but they've also not been sort of unresolvable mm-hmm. and that's the thing right is that we don't I was like you I was like I'm going to be best friends with this ex I'm gonna you know, fix anything that's a problem. And it's not the way it works because we don't think about the fact that obviously, I mean, not a lot of women want another woman helping them raise their kids who they don't even know, or they don't even get a part of, you know, like I wouldn't love that. Nope. So but we don't think about that coming in. We're just like, oh, she's going to love me. Like, who wouldn't? <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then also don't think about all the pressure that is on us because we worry about, you know, them, the kids going back and saying something that is less than flattering about us or our home or that gets, especially when they're young, right? They go back and say something and it's not exactly... Yeah. the way it is. Yeah. And she may not be sitting there wanting to interpret everything in a positive light. So it could twist into something that it wasn't right. And yeah. the stress of that, you don't see coming when you s- become a stepmom. you just imagine everything being <laughs> everybody loving each other and we're all going to help raise the kids and, you know, but it's stressful. Yeah. And then you end up thinking everything you do right? Like every move you're making, you're like, Ugh. and that's the exhausting bit. You're constantly double thinking what you say, what you do, what's mm-hmm. going on. Like I, I saw, I used to see things like that I would read and go, Oh, that's pathetic. Why would you be bothered by that? Things like stepmoms asking if the kids want to FaceTime or speak to their mom while they are with their dad, asking them to go and do it in their bedrooms. I was like, oh, why would you do that? And now I know why. 
-hmm. And it's like, I don't think that's an unreasonable thing to ask. It's like, you want that barrier, you want that boundary. Um, Mm -hmm. And I think, yeah, if if I, uh, this is where the empathy thing comes from. Like initially at the beginning when there was a lot of hostility towards my presence, I have to remember that it's my presence and not me as a person. She didn't know me as a person. Like we've never met still. So like I had to remember that this was just, as you say, some other woman coming into her kids' lives, being mm-hmm. with them when she's not there, and the worst thing, her kids liking this other woman. Mm-hmm. And if that was me, I feel exactly the same. And I totally get where those feelings of resentment and jealousy come from. You're living the life they imagine they would live for forever. Nobody gets married to get divorced, and it's I get that. But it took me a while to, you know, if things kicked off, just go. Well, hang on a second. Where's this coming from? Where's this behavior coming from? How could she be feeling? And as you mm-hmm. say, when the kids go back and forth and the kids hear something out of context or they bring it back out of context or they gently rephrase it to their advantage, we've learned very quickly to not take everything the kids say as gospel because then you go off on it and you're like, oh, I can't believe she did that. And actually, she probably didn't. Mm-hmm. So it's really mm-hmm. easy to get lost in the to and fro and the he said, she said and what the kids are saying, which is mm-hmm. why from the very beginning, one of mine and my husband's like firm rules was we do not ever ever speak negatively about their mum in front of or to them when Mm -hmm. they're in the house if we've got something we want to rant about we wait till they've gone back we never do it we never have and Mm -hmm. if they come and bring something negative about her that she has said about us which to be fair hasn't happened for a very long time like we are in a much better place now this is I'm talking Mm -hmm. right again yeah um we would literally just go okay um you know and we'd kind of if, if it was something serious that we thought was upsetting them, we'd be like, okay, well, how does that make you feel? How, what do you think about that? And then we'd move on. We mm-hmm. wouldn't fuel the fire, if you know what I mean. Yeah, um, yeah. So we've, we've held that rule and we will always hold that rule because that's, you know, in the best interest of the children, we're not going to sit there and say anything horrible about their parent. That's not a nice thing to do. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's so common, isn't it? I mean, out of anger, resentment or whatever it is, you hear this over and over and over again, how kids are put in the middle, how they're used as weapons, how they're, mm-hmm. you know, this parental alienation thing, even if it's not being done on purpose, it can be done. I heard an mm-hmm. interesting podcast about what alienation looks like, and it can be a whole range of things. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's it's just really sad because ultimately the only people that end up getting hurt are the kids. So yeah. we have just basically made it our focus to do the best we can to keep them out of everything <laughs> that's mm-hmm. not for them to be involved in. But yeah, it's 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 a big it's a big challenge because I think as a stepmom as well, your role is constantly changing and mm-hmm. you have to roll with how things may alter. If things seem great now, they might not be in like a week's time. So it's exhausting on a whole other level, mm-hmm. <laughs> but it's also the benefits outweigh the bad. For sure. So, yeah, or we wouldn't like, be here. <laughs> absolutely. Exactly. And you know, if my husband's ever like, Oh, is this what you really want? I'm like, I knew six months in what was going on I love you I love the boys I'm here because of that yeah so you know it's but it's, it's life isn't it life isn't always easy you just crack on get on with it no and parenting <laughs> is not always easy no so, we get a break it's like you know she's doing this 80 percent of the time and I'm like gee hats off to you frankly because mm-hmm. even every other weekend and our 25 percent I am shattered when they go back so mm-hmm. anyone parenting full-time <laughs> you guys are amazing <laughs> like that's, yeah. that's a hard job that's a full-time job in itself yeah and it is like being a 
biological parent and being a step parent are different because you're not, you don't have that same. I mean, I don't know if it's different when you have, when you're separated and your co-parent has another spouse. Cause I don't know. I, I've never really thought about that. If the bio moms would worry about what they're doing and it getting back to our house. Right. I'm going to say probably not. I know, but maybe, right? Like, I don't know, but I'm sure they're not living on edge the same way we are because we feel like we're borrowing children, right? And like, it feels fragile, you know, like we do one wrong thing and it's all going to fall apart and where I'm sure they don't feel that way, but maybe they do, especially if there's been a custody battle and you've gone to court. And so maybe they do feel a little on edge that, you know, if they do something wrong and that would be stressful too. I mean, Mm. we know it is stressful. A hundred percent. I mean, the line that you used that I mentioned earlier to me once that kind of summed it all up was you said to me, you're, I think it, (laughs) correct me if I get this wrong, your example is stronger than her words when I was right back at the beginning. Mm -hmm. So it's Mm -hmm. like, you know, when I was right back at the beginning of all of this and it was just constant negative stuff towards me. Um, mm-hmm. It's very, very difficult not to take it personally. Mm-hmm. I tried. But then again, I think every human's instinct is to bite back when you're when you're mm-hmm. atta- when you feel attacked. Yeah. Um, but you can't do that. And so mm-hmm. it's just like, you know, we just carry on. We do what we know works for us. We do. We do us here. And when you were talking to me like recently about kind of challenges and stuff um we're talking about the different rules in different ha- in, in the two houses like that is it's it's that's one of the things that, that we find quite challenging because we have very different like expectations and rules in our house as they mm-hmm. do with them mm-hmm. and so again you have to kind of just think okay well this is again you just do you do what you can do set the best example you can be the best mm-hmm. step parent you can be try and raise them the best you can or support the dad in raising them the best they can, which is what I will always say, because I'm not raising them. I'm just helping him raise them. Um, And then just, if you're doing your best, then you can't do anything more and anything else is kind of beyond your control. So stop worrying about the stuff that you can't control and you can't change Mm -hmm. because you'll drive yourself insane. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, it's, I think that that, if somebody said to me, what is the biggest challenge like in being a stepmom it would be the things you can't control (laughs) or the things you can't control I don't like the word control because I feel like that sounds a bit narcissistic and I don't like it um it's the things you can't change like so if you think something is just fundamentally to you and this is another thing we talked about it's like what you think is right might not Mm -hmm. be what somebody else thinks is right Mm -hmm. so as long as everyone's doing what they think is right well you know you just have to kind of get on and, and trust that you know, your decisions are the best ones for your situation and in your home. Mm-hmm. Um, and so far, the kids seem pretty cool with it. They, they, you know, they're pretty cool when they're here. They respect our rules. They respect our boundaries. There aren't many rules, to be fair, but they do. And we have a lovely time with them. So I think we just have to have, it's easy to have your confidence not. Mm-hmm. Um, it's easy to doubt yourself when you're making decisions for or helping to make decisions for children that aren't yours. And it's difficult to lose yourself and lose your role and your purpose in this family 
when things come up or you know when big decisions have to be made so I kind of have been reading a lot on disengagement I very much disengage not disconnect from things that essentially make me low so any kind of parenting decisions I leave to the mum and the dad and I just support whatever they decide if it's going to affect my time and my life then I'm obviously brought into the loop by my husband and I get an opinion and a say but if it's just sort of about the kids and it's about sort of decisions like that I just leave it to him like communication is directly through my husband and his ex I don't get involved in that because it used to stress me out (laughs) Mm-hmm. Um, and so I've had to kind of work out what protects me mentally speaking, what makes me the happiest I can be, therefore the best stepmom I can be and how I can show up positively and have that positive impact on everyone in this family, including me, because I wasn't doing that for a really long time because I didn't know how. Mm-hmm. So I think, yeah, the, the, it's putting the kids at the front of everything, I think, is as long as you're doing that and you and your partner have a really good solid foundation and you agree on the fundamentals and you show them what a good relationship is this is like you know the kids are always sort of mocking us for kissing each other <laughs> when mm-hmm. they're here but they love it they're just like you know it was really nice like their mom actually asked to meet me a couple of weeks back a few weeks oh. back um yeah which I was surprised about because I I've been leaving it to her to initiate because I wanted her to feel comfortable in it yeah. I'd love to have met at the beginning and just got the ground rules out and said to her like this is who I am I'm not here to take your kids away kind of thing but we didn't get that so she's now asked to meet me or said that she'd like it to happen Mm -hmm. um and she sort of joked that she could prove to me that she's not the evil person that I think she is and I was like whoa what I never thought she's evil And, and my husband was like um he jokingly went back to her and said oh no it's the other way around isn't it and she was like, no, the kids say how much she supports you, how lovely she is to them. And I was just like, whoa, this is like a mind-blowing 360. Mm-hmm. And it was great. It was really nice to hear that she's even open to meeting me because I'd love to meet her. Because actually the weird thing is I think we've got more in common than I think. Mm-hmm. I think we're both similar in our temperament. We're both very stubborn. We're both very opinionated. Mm-hmm. And I'd love to meet her at some point. And so that was kind of a very bizarre turn of events. Um, But I think potentially a positive thing. Yeah. And that's, that's the thing too, right? We get in our mind that, and the kids may say things to us that she said, but maybe they weren't intended to hear that. Maybe they're twisting it a little. So it's not exactly how it's coming out. Maybe we're a little sensitive about her anyway so then anything she says feels like a bigger deal than she intended it to be so there's that especially if you haven't met each other and you have no communication there can be this buildup of she hates me when maybe Mm. she doesn't you know and maybe she thinks you hate her right and you're like whoa why would she think that I she's no reason to think that you know but who knows what the kids have said to her that made her believe that you don't like her, right? When that's not the truth. So I think that's great if you're up for it and if she's up for it. And I think having an open mind about this stuff and everything really when it comes to being a stepmom is really important and it's difficult because yeah. we have our opinions. And sometimes I feel bad for our husbands because 
you know, they're trying to parent their kids with their ex who they probably don't have the best relationship with, or they'd still be together. So they already have to battle that. And then we have our opinions and we give our two cents and they're like, holy, like this is, you know, just whatever, you know, like it's difficult, especially if you're two stronger women and, you know, so I think your approach is great. The I'm going to support him in raising them. I'm not, you know, if there's a parenting decision to be made, I'm just going to step back. And I struggled with that for a long time because, you know, I have all these ideas and I've always wanted to have kids. So I'm all enthusiastic about it. And, you know, for my husband, he's probably like, oh my gosh, like between the two of you, I'm can't deal. I've heard I have actually had this conversation and and literally on yours and my last coaching session, I said to him after our chat, you know, this is where if I ever feel any negativity, I'm not going to take it to him because mm-hmm. he is in the middle. He's dealing with one both sides. Mm-hmm. If it gets a bit tense, then he's also dealing with frustration from both sides and he's just getting bashed from both sides. He's getting yeah. punched emotionally yeah. from both women in his life. And I was just like, you know what? A lot of the time I just need to let off steam and then I'm fine 10 minutes later. So Mm -hmm. I will use a different outlet for that. And I will keep Mm -hmm. it away from you so that our relationship is protected. And to Mm -hmm. be fair, that happens so little. There is not very often when Mm -hmm. it's usually because I'm already in a bad mood. And you know, when you're already in a bad mood or you're stressed about something, it takes one thing from anyone. It doesn't necessarily have to be the kid's mom. It could be my parents. It takes one thing to just make you go, oh, just stop. And yeah. Sometimes it's just that. And it's just, you know, I'm a human. I, you know, I have feelings. So, yeah. But yes, you have to remember that, you know, he is stuck in the middle of a situation that is really difficult, mm-hmm. you know, and it's not just two sides with X and current, it's the kids too. So it's kind of like, you know, he mm-hmm. has to try and keep everything balanced and everyone happy. And that is stressful. Yeah. Like, honestly, why don't people talk more about how tough this is for bio dads? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, yeah. I'm everyone needs therapy. Everyone needs therapy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Get into yeah. therapy. It's so good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. And that is the thing, right? Because they also carry guilt of, so we're oh, just God. venting, you know, and whatever. We just need to vent. And they have so much more invested in it because they, they did this to us, right? to a certain extent, if it wasn't for their history or, you know, their life before us and then bringing us into it. So then there's some guilt that they feel if you're upset, then they're like, Oh, is this going to be too much? Because it's already so much. Right. Mm -hmm. So where we're don't not thinking that, right. We're just thinking like, we're frustrated and we just need to vent about whatever situation. And then we don't really care anymore. Yeah. So it's not, you know, yesterday at work, I had kind of a frustrating day. And then I got home, my mom called me on my way home and I just let it all out to her. And then I felt way better. Yeah. Right. Where if I had had that conversation with my boss, yeah, yeah, (laughs) might've had a different impact when really it was nothing. I was just, I was in a bad mood. Yeah. And that's so, but that's, so often the way it could be on the other side as well, you know, when mm-hmm. things blow up, it might just be because something else had already been going on. So mm-hmm. this whole sort of piece around empathy and around thinking about 
where the other person's coming from, even though it very rarely goes the other way. Uh, Mm -hmm. Just having that kind of compassion to be like, okay, so this is tough. There's obviously something going on. Don't jump down the throat. Mm -hmm. You know, there's a reason for what's going on. Yeah. Um, And it may be so different from what you think it is, right? Like they may have, we may instantly jump to, and this is something that I think we all need to be better at on both sides, but we always think, you know, I'm so good to her kids. I'm doing this, that, trying to make everything good. And why does she not love me? You know, but then she does one thing differently than we expected her to do and why does she have to be so difficult all the time Mm -hmm. you know when maybe it's not her trying to be difficult maybe something's hard for her or maybe there's more to it than we are understanding because we're not exactly having a conversation being like what's going on are you okay yeah right we're just automatically assuming that it's you're trying to make my life more difficult just because you like doing that. Mm-hmm. And it's, this is the problem, isn't it? Assumption. It's assumption mm-hmm. everywhere. It's just mm-hmm. people assuming something from a little bit of information that they've heard that may or may not be in context that, you know, has exploded from somewhere. And mm-hmm. it's, I think it's the only situation in my life where like I work for a, a massive company in, in London who sort of put a great emphasis on women supporting women I think this is the only situation in my life where women don't they tear each other down and it's like mm-hmm. if you could bring that ethic into stepmom biomom relationships mm-hmm. wow I mean how much would that change everything things would be easier things would run smoothly there'd be no stress there'd be like well no minimal stress and yeah, you less don't have to be best, yeah you don't need to be best buddies but if mm-hmm. you just had a situation where you were like you know what yeah, our relationship didn't work out. That's sad. That sucks. But here we are. This is the situation. Let's all be growing yeah. up about it. We'll just do the, what's best for the kids. I mean, that's the dream. I know it never happens, but it just feels like all I hear is, I, I spoke to Kevin when I said, oh, you know, what's what would be your take if um, she got a partner and the kids had a stepdad? Like, how would you feel? And he went, I'd have three questions. Do you love my kids? Are you kind to my kids? Are you kind, uh, do you love and are you treating their mum right? If the answer to all of those is yes, crack on, welcome to the family. Welcome to the mm-hmm. crazy. Uh, it's funny. Eh? That's it. That's yeah. it. Whereas look at <laughs> the difference between the mums. It's like, yeah, yeah it's, it's weird. It's just the very There isn't the rhythm. inherent comp- competition, right? They don't yeah. see them as a threat. I always no. wonder that because my stepkids, their mom has longtime boyfriend. He's been around almost as long as I have. And I always wonder that if he's, he has a great relationship with the kids, my stepdaughter particularly, and they'll go for walks together and she talks about him a lot. And I always look at my husband wondering if, you know, but he's like, he treats her well. I'm yeah. happy about that. And like, that's what matters, right? Yeah. And that's what should matter, right? Yeah. It doesn't mean but she's going to stop loving her dad because she has a good relationship. It has with nothing to do with him. And that's, no. And I come from separated parents. I have a stepdad and a dad, and I never once compared them, Mm -hmm. right? The one time that I ever had to put them in the same place was my wedding. And I was like, oh gosh, what am I going to do here? Because I think they both deserve to walk me down the aisle. So I had my dad walk me down the first half. My stepdad walked me down the last half. And I was stressed to tell my dad that. 
that I wanted that. But he was like, great. As long as he does the speech, I'm happy. <laughs> nice. Great. Oh, right. Weird. And there wasn't that. They weren't. There's no bothered. competition. Yeah. No. It's like, because it doesn't mean you love your dad or stepdad and you love no. them differently because they have a different relationship to you. Like I will never yeah. love these kids like my kids because they're not my kids, but I love them in a way that I'm their stepmom. Like that's yeah. very different to how she will be with them because they're her babies. And that is yes. absolutely how it should be. Um, yeah. The weird thing is, I know and not, you're, you're- one isn't <coughs> better or worse than the other, right? It's no. just different. And that's the problem too, is that we always compare it that like, well, I love them like my own or whatever, but it's different. I find as the kids are getting older, probably the biggest difference between my biological kids and my stepkids is I get more excited about their social life. You know, I don't have that same, like, oh gosh, I don't want to hear about anything, you know, like, or I just want to keep you locked in a room because all these things, you know, I can be more like, oh, what's going (laughs) on? You know, what's happening? And I do get worried. I am pretty protective, but I'm more like interested in things like that, where I may not be as my boys get older, I may be more, oh, there's too much that you know, can go wrong and whatever. But, but I'm also like very protective of my stepkids. I remember my, they were at the park one day and my, they came home, the neighbor had taken them and they came home and there were some kids not being nice to my stepson. And uh, my instinct, I was so mad was to get up and go down there and tell those kids. And luckily I had, what are you going to do when you get there? You know, (laughs) like, these are children, you know, we we can't, but I was ready. And I saw kids throwing rocks at him once at when I was at the park and I went over and just reamed this kid. I was like, Ooh, maybe that was a little much, but so there is still that like maternal protective. It's weird. Yeah. You say that. And it's like, I, I never thought I had that until a similar situation happened not that anyone's ever been nasty to them when we've had them but mm-hmm. we were in on we were away recently and we saw um we were out in a public place and we saw a lady with a toddler <clears throat> in front of us like a three-year-old maybe and just mm-hmm. like kind of toddling on she's holding his hand and then coming in the direction was another lady with a kid in a buggy and her husband and they were trying to get across a bridge and it was a very narrow bridge and so toddler and mom he's kind of like you know like toddlers do not aware of anyone else and she's about to move him out of the way of the buggy but this other woman leans over grabs the arm of this toddler pulls him across the bridge right and then like puffs and pushes the buggy through and I just turned around and I was like if any anyone ever lay a hand on one of those boys yeah they're dealing with this and I don't even care it would it wouldn't even be it would be instinct it wouldn't even be let's yeah. think about it Should go over and say something no I like I would have stopped her gone yeah. after her and go yeah hands off my kid not my kid but you know what I mean well but yeah I would and then that surprised me because that was my instinctive reaction I was like oh touch one of my stepkids yeah and see what happens and yeah. I never thought that I would feel that and it was, yeah, it was, it was a surprise, but I just thought, geez. <laughs> yeah. And like that I say, part, I don't think is different if you're 
like biological or not. If anybody comes near any of them, yeah, I'm not going to think about it. Yeah. Right. Like, and that's, that's a scary thing because, you know, you don't want to do something you're going to regret either because, but yeah, it's, it's that, that I don't find difficult or different, but I, I do think, and also the responsibility, if I know we're all like, I want them to grow up to be good people. I want them to be this and that, and you know, you stress about it and you like, we need to do this because they need to be that and whatever. But at the end of the day, I'm not sitting here thinking about every move I make being detrimental to their future because they have parents. Yeah. Right. They're not going to be sitting at a therapist one day saying my stepmom ruined me. I hope, (laughs) (laughs) but it's not as likely as my biological kids being like, I have mommy issues, right? Like (laughs) there's, there's more pressure to what they turn into. I think with your biological kids, I think obviously we have an impact on they're growing up and how they're going to turn out and all of that. And we're an example and we do have a lot of influence over them. However, I don't think we have the same pressure on us yeah, that way. Sure. And I think you're, you're absolutely right. And I think I, I used to, it's not, don't sweat the small things. I think I used mm-hmm. to, because I, I have a very, in my mind, I have a very clear idea of how I would raise kids if they were mine. Mm-hmm. and obviously that is never going to be the same as anyone else on the planet raising their kids mm-hmm. I was brought up in a um quite a strict well not strict my dad was in the military so we were very disciplined you know we, we were right from a young age my mum has said to me on numerous occasions I can never remember any of you acting out in public ever mm-hmm. and so I'm from that kind of a background so for me things like manners things like you know please and thank you table manners picking up after mm-hmm. yourself these are all just things that were naturally built into me and so Mm -hmm. they would be things that I would naturally build into my own kids and so Mm -hmm. one of the biggest challenges there again has been you know you have to realize that these kids came from a whole other background Mm -hmm. they had a life before me and I just Mm -hmm. have to kind of don't sweat the things that I think should happen and just Mm -hmm. you know go with pick your battles do you know what I mean like yeah don't worry about little tiny things like oh we didn't put his plate in the dishwasher this time you know it's just that used to sort of get on my nerves a bit and I wouldn't say yeah. anything like I wouldn't have a go at them but then I was yeah like, it's it frustrating Doesn't yeah matter. like let it go it's you know that that's not gonna make them grow up to be psychos yeah you know yeah <laughs> yeah oh, I didn't put a plate in the dishwasher once and now I'm in jail it's like that's not gonna yeah happen, you know so and that's- it's yeah, that's another that. thing about step parenting, right? Is that our values, like what's important to us, the pleases and thank you is very important to me, right? Yeah. Manners, because that was important to my mom, right? Mm-hmm. So what we were raised to emphasize is what we think is important. Yeah. But that's not always the case with bio mom, even with your partner, right? You may not always have the same focus. And so that's, you know, for me, okay, the manners, huge, right? But my kids, they're like, I want a Timbit, which is like a donut. And I say no. <laughs> like, they'll complain, right? One of the first times out with my stepkids were at Starbucks, and they asked my husband for a cake pop. They're small. Like, they were like three and six. They asked him for a, a cake pop, and... 
My husband just very matter-of-factly looks at them and says no. And they say, okay, and move on. Pardon? What? <laughs> like, yeah. I was like, that <laughs> would not have happened when we were little. Like, you at least beg, you know? Yeah. yeah. And now my boys are almost the same age, a two and a half and five now. And that would never, if you just said no to them like that, meltdown for sure. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, they'll yeah. say thank you. Yeah. Right. Well, we've, de- yeah, we've definitely kind of, we just sort of pause. Like, it's like, I want, okay. I would like, I want, doesn't get, that's a phrase from my childhood. Uh, yeah. Or please, can I have, and then they'll say something and I'll be like, is there a word on the end of that? And so they will do it when prompted. But I think, again, yeah. this is one of those things, to be honest, nine times out of 10, their manners are great. Their pleases and thank yous are great. We're working on table manners right now, which is cool. Yeah, a whole um, other thing. Oh, it is. But the thing is, again, I think I was kind of towards the stricter end mm-hmm. of, of this kind of thing. Whereas, mm-hmm. I, so I'm comparing it to that, whereas that's not massively fair, I don't think, because I think probably the majority yeah. of kids and actually those that I've, my mom friends that I've spoken to, their kids are exactly where my stepsons are. Yeah. And so I think maybe I was the anomaly, do you know? And yeah. not in a bad way, but I was maybe just sort of slightly more tightly disciplined. So actually yeah. I've kind of had to learn to balance that back out, bring it back into actual, let's be realistic here. You know, mm-hmm. they're, they're young kids. They're, gonna, they're not going to, you know, when they're 30, they're not going to be in a restaurant eating with their fingers, are they? Exactly. You know what I mean? And it's like, yeah. so it's things like that where you go, they don't need to learn to do this right now. We just have to mm-hmm. gently encourage along the way. So, yeah. but like you say, yeah, with the whole like, which I just ignore the tantrum afterwards. If they don't get what, we, we definitely go on a, we will always say yes, unless we need to say no. Mm-hmm. rule so if it is something we have to say no to and then we get a tantrum we just don't engage with it yeah just just don't give it airtime. and usually it ends in seconds yes so, if it's if you're not fueling it then it's not going to whatever like with but, so many things in life disengage from the stuff that is just there to poke you so just yeah. don't give it yeah. fuel give it attention and nine times out of ten they're back five minutes later going i love you and giving you a cuddle it's like great exactly we're good we're good we're good here all right well I'm not going to keep you any longer but we should definitely have another conversation in the future I love talking Uh, to you absolutely absolutely you have absolutely changed my outset with your coaching so I would thank you for that without you I'd probably still be in a corner rocking (laughs) well you just you just needed to talk it out that's that's how it works I appreciate you Ellie we'll talk soon Absolutely lovely. Thanks for listening to this episode of Step Struggles. If you are wanting to discuss what you're struggling with, I do offer step family coaching at strugglingstepmom.com. I'm also always open to chat on Instagram at the struggling stepmom. If you'd like to weigh in on our struggle of the week, give me a follow and watch for the question box in my stories. Thanks again and talk to you guys next Friday.